0: Small Biz. Small Biz America. The Brain
1: they are the team and the brains behind 11online.us. Eric Deboek and Joshua Garcia are partners and founders in this growing Albuquerque-based website design and online consulting enterprise. Joining us on the line to share their approach, their insights, their expertise and perspectives on the work they do are Eric and Joshua. Gentlemen, welcome to the program. Thanks for having us, David. Absolutely. So, let's just start for the baseline. What uh, led to the beginning of uh, the creation of the company 11online?
2: Eric and I, uh, about a year ago, uh, attended a, a web development boot camp called Deep Dev Coders. It's now under the CNM stimulus program. And we actually just sat next to each other. We were both looking to change careers. And so uh, we met at the boot camp. Uh, we learned web development and design. And then uh, when we graduated, uh, we decided to form our own company and uh, go after uh, some contracts on our own. And so far, it's been uh, a great decision.
1: Yeah, it's fascinating how the universe sort of takes care of these things. And it sounds like this was just a fortuitous uh, meeting. And you guys are both musicians. How, how does the fact that you're musicians change the way you see the world, do you suppose, or, or the chemistry around working with clients, uh, nimbly and adaptively? Talk a little bit about that.
3: Yeah, so I think music trains your brain for so many different things. First, you know, music is logic based. Uh, You have Different, you know, the, the logic of intervals and different types of chords, and uh, and then when you start to get into improvisation, all those, you know, quote unquote rules of music come into play for, you know, what you want to play, where you break the rules, maybe where you don't break the rules, and so it's it's kind of what I like about music and computer programming. It's very similar. Programming, writing code is also very much. Like there's rules you have to follow. There's rules for how things will work and how they won't work. But then you have all this room within that to improvise and to come up with creative solutions and work together as a team because music is so often done uh, in concert with other people. And learning to listen to other people and play off of each other is a very important part of working as a team when developing websites.
2: It just gives us another way in which... Uh, we think, and then another way in which we can relate to people, um, which is a huge part of how we've built our business, is just relating to people on a human level.
1: As you hit the ground running with Eleven Online, and even now that you're some time into this uh, company that you're building, did you have a sense that you wanted to show up differently than some of your competitors in terms of your approach to this?
3: Yeah, definitely. So I think sometimes we feel like used car salesmen <laughs> because. course, I don't know anything about that business. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And it's because so many people have had negative experiences with web developers in the past, just like how some people have bad experiences with used car salesmen. And there's sometimes a trust issue. And so we really wanted to be transparent in our business, to be open for people to feel like they had an idea of what What was involved in the process? Uh, What are the different pieces that need to come together for a website? And so some of that secrecy that some web developers do, we wanted to get away from. And then just having good customer service. One of the things that has helped us get a lot of referrals or repeat business is um, just that we get back to people, that we make changes that are requested, uh, and things like that that You know, customer service is still, I think, for any business, the number one thing you can do. And um, web developers can be really, really bad at it, so we try to be good at it.
2: Yeah, so not only do we want to build beautiful, functional websites, but we want to run a business, too. And so we've thought of not only the web side of things, but also the business side of things. And that means that we're constantly trying to improve our services that we're constantly uh, trying to meet new people in in the city, and we're constantly uh, getting feedback from our clients and putting that into uh, the services, um, the things that we offer. And so it's sometimes nice uh, when we see other web developers in the community, and they don't have to worry about the business side. But... Um, that's not us. And so we're really concerned about making our clients happy, like Eric said. that it really comes down to customer service. So if we're building beautiful, functional things and offering a great customer service, then we feel like um, we're offering a lot of value uh, to our clients.
3: Another thing I think that we do differently than a lot of people is that we're students of business on the Internet. As you know, David, I got into web development in the early 2000s, when my dad had an unresponsive web developer, and he wanted to start making money online. yeah, And so he did it with content marketing. And, you know, Josh and I both were always reading, we studying, listening to podcasts, and trying new things all the time, so that we can not only have a client come to us and say, okay, we can build you a website, what do you want? But we can also say, have you thought about Making money like this. Like, we just had a client come to us saying, I want to sell videos to be downloaded. And, uh, well, that's a, a fine business. I, s- I think a better one is selling uh, membership access to a site to have access to the videos. And so, kind of talking through those issues what are the benefits? What are the drawbacks? Um, and I think. A lot of businesses are going to membership models because it's uh, it's great. It's easy to get people into a membership model in terms of it's a lower amount that they have to put up front than to spend a lot of money at once. But then it's also ongoing revenue for the company, and the company ends up making more money on those types of models. So you know, we don't call ourselves business consultants, but we certainly talk people through all the different ways that you can make money online and what might be a good fit or a better fit for their company.
1: One of the fascinating things about working with you, and I know this from experience, is that you do take a very, I'll call it gestalt approach to, you know, websites are metaphorical to the business model itself. So when you talk to a client about, uh, should it be membership, should it be this, should it be that, the way you fold it into the construction of the site, the click behavior, what the uh, expectations should be in building a membership or other type of business model, uh, it's a fascinating thing the way you fold it in together. I was going to ask you, the two of you work as a team and it is not uh, intuitively obvious who does what in your team. So I wanted to sort of get that out there. What are each of your strengths and how is it that you work together and dovetail?
3: Well, we both can do everything. You know, we studied to be full stack developers, um, but I had done a lot of front end work previous to taking the boot camp, and Josh did uh, ethical hacking before the boot bootcamp. Ah. So we kind of came at the bootcamp from different sides. I came from more of a front end side, and Josh came from uh, came to it from a server side, a server security side. Yeah. So we both do everything, but certainly Josh tends more towards security, towards uh, setting up servers. He does our page speed stuff, which is very important because if your page loads in over three seconds, forty percent of people leave before the page even loads. Uh, So he does a lot more of those kind of invisible things, um, and I do more of the visible things. Okay. We've talked a little bit about the membership model as a business model, as a website model
1: online. Are there other types of, uh, I'll call them themes, and I don't mean that from the WordPress perspective, but other themes or requests or business models that you see working uh, that you've uh, employed in your work?
3: Yeah, I think... There's you know there's several great models. a lot of people are really doing uh, amazing things in e-commerce. A lot of companies are making a lot of money selling products online and it's you know you have different costs than with running a brick and mortar store yeah but I think the potential for profit is a lot higher so e-commerce is something that a lot of people are either in or looking to get into or looking to do better um, There's a lot of bad e-commerce sites out there that don't necessarily inspire you to trust them with your credit card or things like that. So we've done some things like rebuilding e-commerce sites to project trust more or to make the shopping experience easier, um, especially with complicated products. How do you, if it's not just I want one of these, but if there's a customization or configuration involved, how do you make that process seamless? Yeah. Another thing that's, I think, really growing a lot online is it's kind of related to membership, um, but it's it's more of the e-learning model where selling courses, um, maybe video courses, or it's uh, drip content that has some kind of interactive aspect to it. And um, a lot of new companies seem to be looking to do e-learning or e-courses. The sharing of knowledge capital. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And then, of course, there's always... You know affiliate marketing, um, which is a pretty common thing that you hear about on if you're in the online internet marketing business, is people making money doing affiliate marketing, and really that's that's content marketing centered around someone else's product. There's also you, people make money if you if you can really figure out a way to scale content, uh, meaning that you're not the individual uh, producing the content every single time. If if either your users or someone else is somehow producing a lot of content that you can pull into, aggregate um, and curate, then um, there's a lot of opportunities as as you get more and more eyeballs to make more and more money. And then sort of the final way that we see uh, a lot of folks making money is by pursuing an idea based around technology. We're involved with a few local startups here in Albuquerque and they're doing some really inventive things um, around you know, personal shopping around. You know, digital scoreboards. So we're really excited to be working with them as well to to make that their products bigger and better, and hopefully a bigger and better market for them as well.
1: Yeah, it sounds like a lot of the pulse that you're sensing, and and I've been becoming more and more aware of it is this collaborative capitalism, where the the internetworkness of the internet and. Uh, when you talk about curation, or you talk about crowdsourcing content and leveraging content of many rather than solely being uh, the the creator yourself, of course we're experimenting mm-hmm. with some of that at Small Biz America, and it's on my mind anyway. It sounds like those are some of the themes that you know are, are being uh, exploited as you you uh, set out to work with clients and really start businesses with them, very in a very real way.
3: Yeah, yeah, and there's a lot that's. I think a lot of new doors are going to be opening in the future with other people's data. Even like government open data, there's a lot more data available um, in usable forms from the government. And so some companies are just coming out and saying, I'm going to do something interesting with this data and kind of repackage it and build a business around it. (laughs) I love that. And, uh, you know, kind of the oldest or one of the older examples of this is the Weather Channel, they use government weather data, but they you know interpret it and they do things with it. Um, but now, because a lot of that data is available on the internet and you can build websites that pull in that data, mm-hmm. you can do a lot of really interesting things with maybe data that doesn't necessarily seem like it would fit together, but if you have an idea of how to pull it together for something that'd be interesting and useful for end users, you can build a business around it.
1: Are there any misconceptions as you work with new clients that may not be as experienced building websites that you want to share and sort of um, what I'll say repeating misconceptions or or, uh, misunderstandings about the way so much of this works?
3: I think a lot of clients don't realize all that goes into a good website because there's so much that's not seen. And Sometimes we go, I mean, it's, I think it's human nature to respond to what we see. Yeah. And so sometimes there can be misconceptions around what it takes to build a fully functional website, because if you don't see it, it's not on your mind. And so like w- what I mentioned before about page speed and yeah. wanting to be under three seconds, People don't, you know, if they see a pretty website, they don't necessarily think, well, how long did it take to load? Or, you know, there's so many different issues. Even issues like if I want to share my content on Facebook, you can do things that's completely hidden from the end user, but to customize what will be shared on Facebook. There is SEO, and a lot of SEO is scammy, but there is good SEO, And a lot of good SEO is built around content. Mm -hmm. But it's still important to do the things that Google wants you to do. So there's all these things that are not necessarily apparent when you look at a website. And um, I think it can be sometimes hard to to understand what all that is and why it's worth uh, investing in. Josh?
2: Yeah, I think the two biggest things that we come across that we feel like we have to uh, really kind of walk our clients through are one is SEO. For some reason, and I think it's because people just kind of see it and know about it and have heard about it, they want their websites to be you know, on the first page of Google, but usually they don't know the amount of work that it takes to get to that point in terms of producing content, in terms of maybe even advertising. So I think SEO is kind of for people like us who focus usually on on on-page stuff Mm -hmm. and on the development and design of a beautiful and functional website, it can be really tricky to explain to clients the amount of work and sometimes even the amount of money that will go into building a site that's going to show up on the first page of Google. And usually I'm really wary to refer anyone um, to someone else who does SEO uh, if I don't haven't really talked to them personally and gotten to know their strategy and, and what kind of uh, things that they implement because it, it can be it can be a losing game for some people and it can also be the best investment you ever make but it's uh, it's a very difficult area to transverse and everybody wants it but not everybody I, I think is willing to spend the money it takes or do the, the work that it takes to get it going.
3: It used to be that there was all sorts of ways to kind of scam the system. But every year, Google revises things so that it's harder and harder to scam the system. And so now SEO is so much around content marketing. Yeah. Um, there's a guy in town that we know who he says he doesn't see any difference between SEO and content marketing because he feels they're the same thing. Yeah. So, but if you are expecting, oh, I'm going to hire this company and they're going to, get me all these links and all this stuff. A lot of people don't realize that the game has changed. And we've known companies who have done that and who have been blacklisted because of those bad practices. So it it, it can be a dangerous thing.
1: Uh, And I know that WordPress has some SEO functionality baked into it, but still it is referencing content on a page, correct?
3: Yeah. And there is a plugin we like to use is Yoast. And that's, it's a great plugin because it also teaches you about SEO yeah. in terms of, um, you know, is the keyword you're going for, is it in the title, is it in the URL, are you using um, header tags? How many times does it appear in the content? And so it kind of walks you through what are the things that the industry says that Google looks for, although Google won't tell you exactly what they're looking for.
2: And uh, really all that's doing, that plugin, is telling you how to create great content how to make it digestible for users that's really what if you want people to visit your website you have to give them a compelling reason to do so and google all they want is to give their users you and i the best search results possible so if you have the best answer for a question then you don't have to worry about seo really you know it'll come up
1: yeah just as a function of really designing great content Gosh, guys, yeah. I, there's so much more I'd like to cover. Let's do another segment maybe around email and some other things like that. We've been visiting with the founders of Eleven Online, uh, the website one and the same, 11 They are web developers, uh, a growing, fast-growing company, an effective team with adaptive skill sets uh, undulating around each other and really serving uh, great solutions for their clients, not only the websites themselves, but advising and enhancing the business models uh, that their clients are growing as well. Eric Deblick and Joshua Garcia have been our guests. Gentlemen, thanks for joining us. Thanks for having us, David. Thank
2: you, David. Small Biz America! the
1: brain. Online at smallbizamerica.com Small Biz. Small biz America.